This is episode 582 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Survive a Bear Attack. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, from time to time I get asked by listeners of the podcast or even readers of Prepper Website how they can help support what I'm doing in the preparedness community. Now I don't have a Patreon or a donate button, but if you purchase from Amazon, you can support me by going through my link. Now it doesn't cost you anything extra and I get a small percentage. Now because I can't put a direct link to Amazon in my show notes, I will have a link to Prepper website that will take you to a page where you can go to Amazon through my link. Again, thanks so much for supporting Prepper website. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from survivalsullivan.com. Again, the article is entitled How to Survive a Bear Attack. And of course, I don't live in bear country, but one of the things that I try to do is I try to provide a whole different spectrum of preparedness and self-reliance and survival. I mean, definitely, right? And so I know some of you that are listening out there do live in bear country. Some of you know exactly what to do. And some of you might be moving into that area. Regardless, trying to provide a whole bunch of good just survival content so that you can have an idea of what you would ever need to do if you were caught in a situation like this. You know, one of the things, because I listen to podcasts all the time, so I'm very familiar with the fact that sometimes podcasts can get very repetitive on what you're hearing. It's the same, you know, like the the podcaster might get on a certain uh, bend, right? And it's like over and over and over again, they're, they're hitting the same thing. I try not to do that here. I try to bring in a whole bunch of different topics. And so, you know, to really keep it, different and uh, alive and hopefully interesting for you. So again, that's one big reason why I wanted to read this one. And I learned a few things by reading this. There's actually not just a few, a lot of things that I just didn't know. And because I don't don't live in bear country, it's not something that I've ever concerned myself with. But anyway, let's go ahead and dive into this one again from Survival Sullivan, How to Survive a Bear Attack. Bears are among the largest and most plentiful mammalian predators on earth, gifted with excellent senses and also quite a bit of curiosity. While bear attacks are rare, bears can be surprisingly common depending on your locale. The overwhelming majority of bear encounters end with the bear scooting off to get away from the human, but this is not a certainty and sometimes encounters turn violent. A ticked off bear can result from a number of things, surprising it, disturbing mealtime, coming between a mother bear and her cubs, or being the closest potential food source to a starving bear for starters. No matter the reason, you had better know how to stop the attack or, at worst, increase your chances of surviving it. In this article, we'll be examining in-depth information on all three major North American bear species, their habitats, their habits, physiology, and more to give you the information you need to avoid having a run-in with them and should that occur, deal with an attack. Now, most of us will be familiar with the two most common bear species in North America, the American black bear and the brown or grizzly bear. 
what you might not know depending on how sharp your bear lore is, is just how different these species are. Now from diet and dwelling to size and aggression, there are many variations between the bear species. Far from an interesting investigation into the animal kingdom, knowing what kind of bear you're dealing with is crucial, as without that, you may apply the wrong tactic in an effort to avoid the bear or survive a close-up encounter with it. Luckily, the bear species are easy enough to tell apart, predominantly by habitat, but also by size. In the interest of making these guides easy to read, these chunky ursids will be given their own section so you can learn about them in total. Now, bear attacks are extremely rare no matter where you are and what you're doing. But naturally, some activities in certain areas rich with bears will drastically increase your chances of encountering one of these ponderous beasts. If you are anywhere in Yellowstone National Park, for instance, or part of the mountain country in the Carolinas or East Tennessee, you will have a much greater chance of encountering a bear. At any rate, thanks to conservation efforts, bear populations are exploding all over North America. So no matter where you go, the bear population will be denser than in recent years past. Hunting, fishing, hiking, camping, and other similar activities that will take you deep into the wilderness and also set you after what a bear considers food will drastically bump your chances of attracting or encountering a bear. Even if you live in suburbia, there is no freedom from bears. Black bears are notorious scavengers and opportunists and are a frequent sight at dumpsters, pools, and other fixtures of civilized life. Dumpsters are food sources. Pools keep bears cool and entertained. They swim for fun, and being very curious, there is no telling where else they may wind up. A few poor souls have reported a black bear somehow getting itself locked inside their car. All right, so just really quick here. I've seen those videos of bears who get inside of pools. And let me tell you, I mean, I guess they're so dirty, right? So much dirt and stuff and on them that I can imagine what that does to the pool and what that does to all the chemicals and stuff like that. And if you have a, a bear that's continually doing that, man, that would just be terrible to have to deal with that on a regular basis. And recently there was a picture that I did see of a bear that kind of got stuck in a car and men, they tore that car up on the inside, the interior. And uh, I, I guess I wonder what insurance does on that. I guess they total everything because man, it was torn up. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and move on here. No matter the situation, no matter the location, nearly all bear attacks on humans have one common instigator. People got too close or allowed the bear to get too close. If you make it a point to get away from bears, you will likely never have to deal with their bad side. This is easier said than done sometimes, and many hikers and other outdoor enthusiasts have reported rounding a bend or topping a rise to be confronted with the sight of a bear not far ahead. How to avoid such an occurrence? Well, make sure the bears can hear you coming. Bears have excellent senses, particularly their sense of smell, which is far more capable than even a dog's, but it is their sense of hearing that will most reliably keep them away from you. Many guides in various places mandate hikers in the group wear small bells on their person so bears will always hear people coming before they are seen or scented. While aggravating, the practice no doubt saves lives as most bears, save polar bears as a rule, go out of their way to avoid people, but can react aggressively when startled. So think of any noise-making system, even talking constantly and clearly, can serve as an early warning system for the bear's sake. When camping, 
Do not ever set up near bear tracks or bear droppings as both mean a bear is in the area. The old advice of double bagging food and hanging it well off the ground, well away from your camp, is true. Remember that bears have extraordinary noses and the smell of food will attract them from far away. This advice extends to anything that has the scent of food about it. Clothing, cuttery, and cookware. As anything that smells like food is food to the bear. Now if you spot a bear near or far, no matter what happens, do not take your eyes off of it. Don't hold hard eye contact as this may be construed as a challenge if the bear has clapped eyes on you. But don't lose track of it whatever you do. You'll need information on its heading and location to execute your next move. Also, whatever kind of bear you are worried about, get bear spray. Bear spray is a form of pepper spray and is one of the most effective defense weapons you have to deter bears. Now, bear spray commonly comes in large canisters with fairly impressive range for pepper spray, able to project a cone of mist around 35 to 45 feet in calm conditions. I'm not saying I would go without a firearm in bear country or any deep country for that matter, but bear spray is statistically more successful than handguns at stopping bear attacks. This is partially explained by the better hit probability of bear spray, but nonetheless, you will hardly find a better deterrent. So should you spot a bear at a distance, halt and watch the bear. If the bear is moving away from you, wait at least half an hour, then choose a new path away from the bear and make noise via one of the methods above as you travel. This will keep the bear from being surprised and it should move away from you. You know, one of the considerations, I guess, when you're when you're spraying that bear spray because it has such a big cone is uh, the wind and the wind direction. I mean, you might want to be cognizant of that if you ever have to deploy bear spray. So that's just something to think about. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the different types of bears. So let's talk about brown bear or grizzly bears first. Now here's the description. Coarse, shaggy fur, mid to dark brown in color. Aside from their size, grizzly bears have a noticeable hump right behind their forelegs. This hump is muscle and grants them immense strength. Grizzlies have long claws and prominent teeth. Their size, 200 pounds to a whopping 850 pounds plus, stands over 6.5 feet tall on hind legs. The habitat, all over Canada and much of Alaska, though populations can be found in the far northern reaches of the continental U.S., specifically Washington, both Dakotas, Idaho, and Montana. Historically, they enjoyed much wider territory, but that is no longer the case. Brown bears are active at all hours, but peak activity has been reported as morning and dusk, so be extra cautious in known habitats around these hours. Grizzlies, like all bears, are surprisingly intelligent and have one of the largest brain-to-body mass ratios of any carnivore. Bears have their own language, consisting of growls, roars, smacks, woofs, and trumpet-like bawling sounds. These sounds are used to express everything from anger to nervousness or affection and contentment. Grizzly bears are highly omnivorous and eat almost anything. In fact, much of a grizzly's natural curiosity is centered on whether or not something can be eaten. These big boys will eat grasses, shoots, and plants of all kinds, berries, cherries, crab apples, and other fruit, roots, bulbs, acorns, flowers, pine cones, mushrooms, carrion, insects, fish is their most important food source, and of course other mammals. 
though brown bears are not as great and terrible predators of other mammals as popular conception would have you believe. This is important because this anything goes diet is likely to bring bears into contact with humans who have been handling or preparing food or say cleaning the carcass of a freshly killed elk or freshly caught salmon. Bears that associate humans with food will rapidly lose their fear of them and this will invariably lead to tragedy. If you are confronted at close range by a grizzly bear, number one, prepare weaponry. If bear spray or remove safety device, swish and take aim with finger on activator. If you have a firearm, take aim just below the bear's chin if he is on all fours. This will give you the best frontal shot to pierce the thorax. If broadside, aim below and just behind the shoulder. Avoid headshots with handguns. A grizzly's skull is strong and its frontal glass is thick. Deflections are likely. Number two, stand still. If you run, the bear's prey drive may engage and he'll think you are prey. You won't outrun him anyway. Grizzlies are faster than you think, including a pill. Number three, if a bear charges, use the weapon. If the bear continues to charge after a good soaking or many hits as you are able to fire before he reaches you, then drop to the ground, curl into a ball, and protect the back of your neck with your hands. Number four, play dead. Brown bears are most likely to stop attacking once they feel you are not a threat any longer. If they think you are history, they will probably leave you be. Important. Do not get up immediately after the bear stops mauling you. Grizzlies have been observed loitering to see if their victims get back up. And number five, if the attack continues, fight back. Sometimes the bear will not stop or is planning on eating you. If you think this is the case, fight back with all you've got. Use any tools of weapons that you can. Aim for the eyes and the snout. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the American black bear. Now, the description is fur is softer and somewhat sleeker than brown bear. Despite their name, black bear fur ranges widely in color from black to brown, tans, reddish cinnamon colors, and silver gray, even white and blonde. Black bears are noticeably smaller than grizzlies and they lack the prominent hump behind their forelegs. Black bears have a less concave skull than brown bears and shorter claws, though their strength is prodigious for their size. Their size can be anywhere from 90 pounds to 550 pounds, and they stand around 5'10 on hind legs. Their habitat all over Canada and much of the U.S., including the Appalachian and Rocky Mountains, parts of the Pacific Northwest, Florida, New Mexico, Arizona, and into Mexico. Black bears are even more likely than brown bears to be active around the clock, so you are not safe from stumbling into one at any time of day or night. Black bears are also very intelligent and highly dexterous. They have been observed unscrewing jar tops and opening latched gates. Here's hoping no one teaches them to use a gun. Like their cousins, black bears also employ a wide range of vocalizations to express a variety of emotions and communicate with other bears in cordial encounters. Black bears are also omnivorous like their cousins, but place a greater emphasis on eating insect life scavenging, like including running other predators off their kills, and human-provided food if near human habitation. Compared to brown bears, black bears are more opportunistic, often taking young deer, elk, and moose before they are old enough to escape them. Of particular importance, black bears are avid climbers and will climb trees with ease to seek shelter, escape danger, or find food like bird eggs. Now, compared to brown bears, black bears are responsible for more attacks, 
but this is due to their greater numbers and closer living arrangements to much of human settlement. Black bears rarely attack directly, instead preferring to sound off with blowing, chuffing sounds, swiping the ground with their claws, and making false charges. But a black bear's attack is highly likely to be motivated by hunger rather than defense of territory or cubs, and if so, pressed your best bet against a black bear is to fight back. If confronted by a black bear at close range, number one, prepare weaponry. Same as with the big grizzly above. If bear spray, remove safety device, swish, and take aim with finger on, on activator. If you have a firearm, take aim just below the bear's chin from the front or below and behind the shoulder if broadside. Headshots against a black bear are somewhat more achievable with a handgun. Number two, get loud and big. Black bears are notorious bluffers. This is not to say they are all bark and no bite, far from it, but all but the largest black bears lack the immense size of brown bears. Raise your arms, yell, make noise. The objective is to intimidate the bear back. But, just like the brown bear, don't try to run. Also, recall the black bears are expert climbers, so don't climb a tree. Number three, if bear charges, use weapon. If the bear continues to charge after a good soaking, or as many hits as you are able to fire before he reaches you, then you must fight back. Black bears are more likely to persecute and attack from hunger, so they won't give up if you do. Instead, they'll just eat you. Fight back and give it all you've got. Use any tools of weapons that you can. Aim for the eyes and nose. A black bear meeting considerable resistance will probably give up. Now take the time to learn about what bears, if any, are in your area and become familiar with their behavior and quirks. As you can see from the info above, applying the wrong technique to the wrong bear will probably not work out as good as you are hoping. Above all, when in bear territory, make sure you are paying attention and don't let a bear be surprised by your presence. Especially when hunting, where you are actively trying to be sneaky and stealthy, you'll have to be switched on at all times to avoid surprising a bear. Now, bear attacks are very uncommon in the U.S. and elsewhere in the world, but growing bear populations and increasing intersections with humans may see that change as bears continue to come into contact with and lose their fear of people. When bears do attack, though, the results are often terrible in the extreme. Knowing how to successfully deal with a confrontation with an attack from a bear is vital if you are anywhere near bear territory. Take the time to understand our bears and commit to memory the techniques presented so you'll stand a chance if you ever do bump into a boo-boo in a bad mood. Alright everyone, so like I said, I think it's just a very interesting article and hopefully helpful. Interesting enough to keep your attention, but helpful for those that can use it. And you never know, you might be traveling up into the north if you live in the south. Uh, you might be camping, going on a Boy Scout trip. Who knows? You might be out there and you might need this information. I think it would be great to, uh, to remember this. Hey, this article is found at survivalsullivan.com. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes so that you can come over and reread it if you'd like. Or you can uh, check it out and check out any links that are here. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 582. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com or search for us in your podcast catcher. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a link in the show notes so that you can join the Prepper website email list. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. 
Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.